0: Good evening, everybody. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good whatever, whenever you're listening to this or watching this. Hello, everybody. The Vancouver Canucks just beat the Carolina Hurricanes, um, 4-3. In a hard-fought win, um, overall. Overall, it was a hard-fought win. It was a good game. Wasn't absolutely horrific we actually played decently compared to the game we got a shutout in a few nights ago we don't talk about that one we don't talk we don't want to talk about that one uh yeah before we get into all of that make sure to like and sub like the stream subscribe down below follow SCPN sports you can find me at real kaya on twitter uh, and find me on kaya may basically everywhere else uh, no Kaya curse tonight. Thank you, Mr. Wilkins, for that. Um, <clears throat> that's that's so real. I was gonna say, wow, I, can't, I it's it's a win, but yeah, the Canucks have been on and off, winning games, not winning games, winning games. This is the first two game win streak that they've had. Um, in yeah, a few weeks and almost an entire month. So it's it's um, it's been a time. Before we get into a game breakdown, I <laughs> I just have something interesting to show you all. So, uh recently it was my birthday. Um yeah, that that's that, that's the cool thing. I want attention. No. Um basically my one of my friends, she got me the twenty twenty two-23 hockey card series two deck set. Tin thing. Cause I like I like collecting the tins. I have I have a McDavid one, and it's full of craft supplies. Anyway, so, this one. She gets me this one, and they come with uh, three, a pack of Opeech-y, Um rookie, like, glossy rookie cards, and I open the pack, and I've gotten some decent ones before. I've gotten some decent ones. Um, I got a Shane Wright. Tell me why the other two. There's only three in this pack, okay? Tell me why the other two are both Dylan Ginther. Tell me what. Like, is it cursed? Is it cursed? I also got an OEL card. So is this pack cursed? Tell me. Anyway, the Canucks won. 4 3. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um. All righty then. Okay, so, let's do it in a recap, shall we? Um, in the first period, there was a lone goal scored by Sam Lafferty. I was watching with a friend and she yelled out, Bald Man Sam, after uh, he scored, which, you know, correct. Um, Elias Patterson gets his 25th assists of the season in 28 games. And, um... Ian Cole also gets an assist on that one. It was a good goal. Nice play, nice pass. Um. Oh wait, no. I was conf- I was confusing that nice pass with the second goal that Elias uh, Pettersson um assisted on tonight. And that was on Ilya uh second period tip in. Um. Sam Lafferty also got an assist for that one. Ah, uh, Sam Lafferty has been a great pickup. Yes, definitely. I I think he's in the contend in contention for the um Canucks unsung hero award at the end of the season. Dakota Joshua got it last season. I think it was Luke Shen the year before. Um, but yeah, I think Lafferty is definitely getting up there in the hearts and minds of Canucks players. That was his eighth of the season, by the way. Uh, the first period goal. Um, second period. Uh he, Sam Lafferty got his seventh assist of the season. Liam McKayev gets his ninth point. Elias Patterson gets his 26th assist. Lee Kev gets his ninth goal. Sorry. Uh great pass uh from Petey. Gets straight through the goal crease to McKayev. 2 0. Does not stay 2 0 for long. In fact, not even 20 se- not even 20. I can do math. Not even 30 seconds later, uh, Jordan Martinuk gets his first of the year. Snapshot, 2-1. Okay. JT Miller. I want to talk about this goal because when they initially put Hoglander on the line with Besser and Miller, I was, I was very concerned. I was quite concerned when that was happening. It is working out. It is definitely working out, especially here. And, uh, <laughs> so Nils Hoglander, he doesn't exactly start the play, but he he gets the puck to Besser. Besser wins it in a board battle, gets it to JT, who had just come on the ice um after Pettersson got off. So Pettersson sent the puck in and then did a line change. Miller comes on as the center. Uh, Besser goes straight to Miller and scores. Um, amazing goal. It was celebrated. Um, and then near the end of the, uh, second period, there's a power play goal. We'll talk about the penalties in a minute. Um, Brady Shea, uh, mentioned on SNL once, I think. (laughs) I don't know. 3-2, uh, still Vancouver, still, yeah, wasn't a great shot, wasn't a great, Sequence for the Canucks, but again, it was on the power play. Our penalty kill is still not as terrible as it previously was. It is not panic hour yet. Uh, third period, two minutes and ten seconds into the period, uh, Kane score, they tie it. Um, a little bit, a bit worrying, bit worrying. Um, the last two, a lot of the goals were the Canucks basically didn't cover a man. And that man tends to score, or they don't cover the crease properly. I mean, the same thing happened where a pass gets through and it goes up. That's basically how the uh, McKay of goal happened. But with this one, uh, Stephen Nason, and yeah, backhand into the net. It's tied 3-3. Again, not for long. That was a trend for this game. I I wanted it to keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. uh, Because... Overall, that was that was pr- quite exciting. And the Canes, I don't want to say they don't score a lot, but they're not really an offensively minded team. They have a lot of depth scoring, I guess. They don't exactly have a standout person, but I would say that they're they're not exactly offensively minded. Well, they're. They're an odd team, they're, but they're they're a good team. Uh, except for right now, they're on a four-game losing streak. They the Canucks. Uh, they Western Canada has not been kind to them. They've lost to Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, and us now. And then yeah, Elias Patterson almost immediately after he is back. He has three points all night. Ilya Mikheyev and Phil Peronic get the assists, but Elias Patterson goes for the wraparound goal that he previously tried on Anaheim and scored on. Um, yeah, what a what a goal! What a shot! I think I don't know what they gave Pedersen between Minnesota game and tonight's game, but dang, he's he's gotten up there. He's gotten up there. Uh, yeah. Let's talk penalties because it was a weird one. So there's a couple tripping penalties for Carolina. Um, a couple slashing for us. We got too too many men on the ice penalties in the same period in the same period so the second period started off like 30 seconds and brady shay gets a hooking penalty against miller um okay sure whatever connects on the power play they don't convert obviously then 340 in that connects too many men on the ice okay they kill it off uh then there's a hall glender tripping penalty uh, again, I do think some of the penalties called on the called just generally were a little, little questionable. But uh, you know what? You're not allowed to ask any refs questions. Then, with like three minutes left, 1708 to the third period, there's a too many men on the ice, and that's the one where uh, Brady Shea scores on to make it three two. Yeah, so we took two too many men penalties in the same game and it honestly made me think so much of the dark era of the Canucks. Okay, there was there was uh there was um okay, there was multiple dark eras of the Canucks, but the most recent one of memory, aka the era between the 2020 bubble playoffs and like December 5th, 2021. Uh yeah. <laughs> it it was a time I was like I feel like they need a math class between now and Tuesday up uh, for the play of the lightning cuz the lightning are very particular about the too many men. We we saw that. We saw that in in uh, the Stanley Cup finals a couple of years ago. Uh not last year, but a couple of years ago. And yeah, three stars for the game. Lee Peterson first star, Sam Lafferty second, Ely McKayev third basically that entire line. Who knew that Sam, when we got Sam Lafferty for what? It was a third? We traded him for a third? Brad Tree Living, you were an interesting man. I need to, we did get him for a third, right? I'm not, it was either a third or a fifth. Sam Lafferty trade. It was a fifth rounder. It was a fifth rounder. Okay. Imagine, instead of Andre Kuzbenko, who we're paying $11 million over the next two years for, um, in the line that we're supposed to put him on, we put Sam Lafferty that we got for a fifth round at the beginning of the season. And he's 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 fit in. Fifth, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking third. Don't know where that number came from. um, But, yeah, that line has worked out way better than I thought it would. Maybe Dubas is pulling some strings back in Toronto and he could send it over. Because, you know, Pittsburgh, you know. You know what goes on. You know what goes on. Um, One thing I did notice, Pittsburgh does. I watched the Pittsburgh game. Just because uh, a few weeks ago and they noticed they also have a restaurant. Where the people in the restaurant can view directly into Player Tunnel. Just thought that was interesting. Just thought I'd put it out there. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, so the lines tonight, I want to discuss this because in the overall, let me see, I had it up before, so the lowest time on ice tonight, and yes, there was time missing for some of these guys because there was a lot of special teams activity, especially in the second when the Canucks just, I mean, they were, they thought they were on special teams because they had too many men, but, you know, um... So, the fourth line tonight, that's the Giuseppe, Oman, and Kuzmenko line. Um, Phil Giuseppe had 8.51 time on ice, Niels Oman had 9.21 time on ice, and Kuzmenko, 10.36. So I believe the 10.36 is because um, there was one moment in the third where Kuzmenko was kind of, he was, there was a line change going on, so we kind of... Held on to the puck in the Carolina end for a bit. Um, does he get promoted? He had two shots tonight. That's basically it, um, from his current standpoint. I'll talk about Kuzmenko a bit more in a few seconds here, but yeah, just not great. He's kind of turned invisible, which is a complete contrast to how it was last year. Um... Yeah, uh, I see you guys talking a lot in the chat. Just wait for like the last. I'll tell you guys when to start putting like questions and stuff that we'll then we'll we'll start talking about it. I mean, we're gonna have a kind of group discussion in a second here. but yeah, that fourth line. Who would have thought two of those guys started in the top six. One of them is going to be sent back to Abbotsford, I'm assuming. And that's Niels Oman. He's gonna be sent back when Pia Suter, who recently was uh skating in practice uh yesterday with the Canucks, so that is good news. I don't think they're splitting up the Girl line um because that's that's been pretty solid. Like, yes, maybe they're not offensively producing as much, but I do think they're doing pretty well. Hoglander getting on the Miller Besser line again, uh, having a speedy little guy in there, uh, because Miller and Besser are bigger, arguably a little bit slower, but they can speed up. I mean, Besser had like the highest, uh, speed at one point, I think, for the team. Um, well, at one point last season, he saved that empty netter against Pittsburgh last year. I think that was Pittsburgh. Um, Yeah, I I think that line's staying together in the pettersson McKay of Lafferty. Until Kuzmenko gets back up to speed, I think, yeah, he's staying there and Lafferty's just staying up on that top line. Um, Defensemen don't really have any notes. Uh, Yeah, except for Ian Cole actually has taken the most penalty minutes. Like, not Kuzmenko, Myers is third in penalty minutes for the team. It's Ian Cole, Dakota Joshua, and Tyler Byers. And Dakota Joshua kind of makes sense to me, because, like, he does fight. He's had a few fights this year. Um, overall, I think... Yeah, he had one in our home opener. Phil Giuseppe got in a fight. I completely forgot about that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, another one. Ian Cole also fighting a couple fighting majors here. Yes, misconduct. Yeah, um, of the fighting, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three. Three of the ten fighting majors against the Canucks have been to Dakota Joshua, and two have been to Ian Cole. Ian Cole, I guess, is just taking some of the blame for Tyler Myers' penalties. Uh, Tyler Myers' is third penalty, but it's though. Okay. Now, that was the game. We won 4-3. Demko, don't, we don't need to look at the same percentage, but he made 21 saves uh, tonight. And... Yeah, 21 saves overall... There were 23 Canucks hits uh, t- to 12 Canes hits. So, that was a time. Block shots, 18 Canucks, uh, 5 Canes. Giveaways were not great. We had 5, they had 1, but takeaways were pretty even, 5 to 4. But yeah, 5 giveaways. There were a lot of it looks like there were a lot of pucks connecting, but at the same time, there was a lot just going every which way. Okay. Alright, let's get into second topic. But that, like, subscribe, comment down below if you're watching this later. Rate and review of listening to, listening to listening to this on a podcast platform. Uh, follow SCPN Sports on Twitter and all social medias anyway let's talk about the man of the half hour well there's two men of this hour we're gonna talk about both i did see his name pop up in the chat recently thank you alex ethan bear is closing in on picking next nhl team so of course ethan bear he played for us last year he uh let me see See, let me see, let me see. Okay, so in the 61 games he played with the Canucks, three goals, 13 assists, 16 points. Uh he was plus six last year, um, which is good considering our team. Um, 25 puddling minutes, one gaming game-winning goal, 75 shots on goal. And average time on ice, 18 minutes, 32 seconds. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. He is a, uh, he had a shoulder injury, uh, during the... Ethan is on a plane to Vancouver. I don't trust anybody tracking planes anymore, okay? My heart was broken at noon today. (sighs) Yeah. Anyway... Um, so Ethan Barrow, yes, he played last season with us. He was drafted by the Evan Snoilers, went to the Canes, got trained to us. So, he, uh, yeah, was injured, shoulder injury, um, during the IHHF, double IHF, uh, World Hockey Championships over the past summer. Um, his estimated return date was probably around Christmas, is what they were saying, when he, uh, could come back, and as you may not look at my hat, like, we're out here, we're out here, um, I was actually at a Christmas get-together, I guess, earlier, a holiday get-together, should I say, earlier, we are a few weeks away from that big day, when there's no hockey on, yeah, I'm so sad. It's okay. Um so he's still technically a free agent. I believe that um uh, he wasn't RFA with us as if I can recall. But I d- we didn't qualify him so I don't think we have the rights to anymore. Yes, yeah, so he's a UFA now because we didn't give him a qualifying offer because he was injured, um, (laughs) at the end of the last season. So, yeah, um, he, yeah, he wasn't qualified at the end of last season, so he is a UFA. That's how that works. Um, he is closing in on picking his next NHL team for the, if he wasn't, he can't play for the season. Yes. Um, He's closing on picking his NHL team because he's a free agent at the moment. He's probably one of the better free agents on the market at the moment, I'd say. Because, uh, like, it's him, probably Phil Castle, if he wants to come back. And, yeah, I, gu- I guess Patrick Kane, but he signed, so, eh. And he scored! In a game, the Red Wings lost, so it doesn't even matter. Anyway, Ethan Bear closing up picking his next NHL team. Um, he was practicing a few weeks ago uh, in Col- West Kelowna. We know that, you know, he usually is in the BC region. I was ha- so happy we traded for him. Um, he's close to resuming his career. His NHL time, or at least picking a team, is going to do with it. uh, Do it with, and the Canucks are reportedly not a front runner. They're reportedly not a front runner. So the Vancouver Canucks were previously, you know, speculated, speculated that they were the, I guess, front runner for picking him back up. That was, of course, before we traded for um, uh, Nikita Zdorov and his almost $4 million salary from the Calgary Flames, which is still a very odd trade, but, you know, it it's worked out decently. Uh, Zdorov's been pretty good. Yeah, the Canucks would potentially be interested in bringing Bear back. But Elliot Friedman said that, reported that tonight, uh, that Bears. is... Apparently, we do not have the advantage anymore. One of the teams that has really looked at him is uh, are, are the Washington Capitals. Um, it's believed that they made some sort of legitimate offer. Um, the Capitals are currently... Oh, okay, they're doing better now. Uh, they're fourth in the Metropolitan Division with a record of 13-8-3. So, not terrible. They beat the Rangers tonight 4 nothing, so... It could be worse. It could be worse. I have definitely seen the Washington Capitals be worse. Um, They are out of a playoff spot, but that's because Detroit and Tampa Bay are above them in wildcard standing. Okay. So, Ethan Bear. Do we keep him? Do we not? I think, because the Canucks don't exactly have the most cap space at the moment. Let's see we have zero dollars of projected cap space so what i said we don't have a lot we have none we have none what trade was that oh yeah the dickinson i was like we don't have a second to this year yeah yeah we don't um i do think Maybe if he just signed for the rest of the season in Washington and then we got him again in the offseason? Because we do have... We have... Most of our back end is going to be a UFA at the end of the season. Do we focus on re-signing some of the guys we have? I understand we have Philip Ronick. Do we sign Bear in the offseason? I think um, that... I do think that the connects if we- we have 3.6 3. 6 mil? Cap-friendly says nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. I can't read current cap space, not projected cap space. It's in smaller text and I have trouble, eyes. Um, I- <sighs> Do we bring him back? Do we want to bring him back? Because it's either we use all of our cap space, we'd probably send- either a Juleson or a Friedman down, I don't know if it's absolutely necessary, because we do have, like, we have hard-hitting players already. I did really like Ethan Bear. I liked what he brought to the team, he had a few good moments. I do think that he would be of use to this team, it's just that if he goes to Washington, I do think it's not exactly the end of the world or Washington or another team. If he gets the bag, he gets the bag. Good for him. Um, (laughs) you know what? I'm always advocating so players should get paid less. Paid more. Oh my gosh. Brain not working. Washington has a minus 10 goal differential, even though they're kind of higher up. That's in the bottom, closer to the bottom of the league. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They uh, need some defensive. Assistance looks like cap going up in a bunch of UFAs next year with Bear will be fine. Yeah, so if he doesn't sign for a long term deal, maybe we can get him back in the off season. I just don't know if the Kinects necessarily need that, need him at the moment, but that can be. I mean, hey, maybe next game we'll get blown out 10 to 2 with like hits being 8R side and. 40 Tampa Bay, I don't know. Um, I do think that yeah, because we also have Susie, right, too, so I don't think he's necessarily absolutely needed at the moment. But it would be nice to have him back, because I did like Ethan Bear. Um, but yeah. It's okay. All right. Let's get into the other man of the hour, Andre Kuzmenko. It was also reported today, uh, via Elliot Friedman, that our fourth line winger that is costing $5.5 million a year against the cap for the next two years, including this year, um, Andre Kuzmenko, apparently other teams have been calling about him. I'm not sure why. He has four goals in all the games he's played this season, which is. All of them but for two. Um yes, he scored semi-recently, but okay. Uh let me find him. Where is he? Yeah, four goals, eleven assists, fifteen points, and twenty-four games. Yeah. Not where he wants him to be. He's at eleven point one for a shooting percentage, which is around league average. So it's not terrible, he's had 36 shots, only 4 have gone in. His time on ice is about 15 minutes, 11 seconds. Um, It is definitely a shift from last year, cause yeah, last year you look at it, um, his time on ice per game, though it was like about a minute above, he had a shooting percentage of 27.3, which is absolutely insane. Um, he's had, in 81 games last year, let's remind everybody, 74 points in 81 games, 39 of those were goals, he was so close to 40. Yeah, now he's at 4, and he's at the quarter, over a quarter of the season, he's not a negative, but at the same time, uh Rick Talkett doesn't seem very fond of him, let's be honest, um, recently quoted saying he was tired of answering questions about him, he was tired of, um, he just wanted him to forecheck more, he's been scratched, he's been demoted, I need- I need to hear the consensus about Kuzmenko. Everyone thinks they can- sorry, last resort, every team thinks they can fix a player because they're better than whatever organization the player is in. Okay, I feel like that argument can be made if it's, like, what's a good, what's a good team? Vegas, I guess. But they wouldn't trade into Vegas, obviously, because, like, it's Vegas. They have enough. Um, I do think that, like, say it was Vegas, say they were trading into Vegas, I feel like that's a bit more questionable than it actually, no, I think that's a bit more like, oh yeah, we can fix him, we can fix him, because, like, what analogy am I trying to make here? It's a bit more questionable if, like, a good team's calling versus a Columbus, versus a Chicago, versus a San Jose. Like, if they're calling, if if Mike is picking up the phone, calling Patrick and being like, hey, we want Kuzmenko, that's probably not good. Um, I don't know. If he goes to Vegas, watch him score 60 just to spite us. He'd have to score. Okay. So Vegas. If Andre Kuzmenko went to Vegas, so Vegas has played 28 games this season. Minus 28. It's 54. 54. So he'd have to he'd have to score. Wait. <laughs> He'd have to score over a goal per game. Because he'd need 56 more goals to get to 60. He's trying, will time get through it? Yeah, like, PD has hit rough points. I think it's more obvious on Kuzmenko's side because he had such a dynamic, kind of, coming out moment. I think, um... Last year for the Canucks, I mean, he was, like, the one bright spot during the beginning of last season when we were absolutely terrible. Um, I just am worried about the Tockett situation because, like, he doesn't seem- We got Tockett because we needed to fix the JT Miller problem. Cool, okay, understandable. We gave him 50-something million dollars for seven years. That makes sense. I feel like it also tarnished the Kuzmenko golden era. I, uh... Canucks have interest in Barry? Tyson Barry? We have interest in Tyson Barry since when? I don't think we need another offensive defenseman. I think we have enough. Uh, yeah, no. Please, why? We don't need Tyson Barry. As much as it would be funny... Oh, not fun. All right. His nickname's Mother. I gotta hand it to him, but he had a few chances lately that went in last year. Yeah, he needs one or two to go in to get his confidence back. I think that happens. Yeah, if he gets a couple more goals, there was one chance earlier in the game tonight where he was. It was on the. It was on the line basically. He just had to tap it in. And if he had a bit, had a little bit more energy in that shot, it would have gone in. Um, because Ranta's pad was just not there. But yeah. I I think he just needs a bit more time, which is a bit concerning cuz yes, he's been scratched and that's been a reset a reset tactic. I guess it worked with the code of Joshua. It sort of worked with Kuzmenko, not exactly, and hasn't yet really worked with PDG, but then again, PDG is not under the same microscope as Kuzmenko is. Uh PDG is pl- playing for League men. Andre Kuzmenko is one of- set a single season record for shooting percentage last year. Which Niels Hoglander I think, is currently tied at. Yeah. So. A league- I meant team, history, overall. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Never mind. Niels' shooting percentage went down. False alarm. He's at 26.5 now. Ooh. Took a hit. Took a hit. He's no longer- he's no longer tied for the lead. Jack Stunika- as a 25% shooting percentage, he's second. He's currently at Abbotsford. Uh, I think he scored tonight, but they lost, but they scored tonight. It was Star Wars night in Abbotsford, so I, I have a baby- oh, you can't even see it. It's, a uh, Grogu. There. I also permanently have Star Wars on my body, but that, that sounds weird. I have a Star Wars tattoo. That's- that's the- that's it various power play specialists and who wouldn't get on the power play. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense considering we have Quinn Hughes for the power play. I think if Kuzminko got not exactly more time on the power play, cause that hasn't been really working out, but I think I'm not Rick talking. I'm not an NHL coach. I'm not behind the bench of the Vancouver Canucks. TMI. It's on my arm. Okay. It sounds weirder than it is. Um, talked about bear being me- maybe too expensive for us. <sighs> I think if Susie comes back and we're still doing the one in, one out, then I think, uh, I think then we worry. Because Susie was really good. That was, like, our best era. Um, yeah, we want to get the power play. We have Hughes, we have Heronic, we have our power play set. Okay. Have you talked about Bear being maybe too expensive for us? Yes, I have a little bit. We still need more depth on defense. I understand that, but at the same time, like I don't know. I think I think it's just not needed and if we're not like the biggest front runners for right now and if he's going based on, you know, getting the bag as you should, as you should. Yeah. I think it's uh I think it's a little, little, little questionable. But we can, we can see maybe in the off season, maybe he signs with us still. You never know. You know, there were insiders the other day reporting that Shohei Otani was on the way to Toronto. Obviously, that wasn't real. Anything can happen at this point. Anything can happen. I mean, maybe he was on the way to Toronto and he saw he people up Max Domi's Twitter page and just turned the ship around. Plain. It's land. Um, okay. Barry yeah, Tyson Barry is I his entire career is like minus eighty. I don't yeah. I don't think he's a serious target for the Canucks. At least he shouldn't be because we have enough we have enough uh defense. We have enough defensive points. Yeah, we have enough offensive defensemen already. Tyler Myers is 13 points. <laughs> I I think people tracked a random dude's jet. That's so funny. Barry might sign with Vancouver this offseason. I get it, but, like, I don't want that to happen. Um, Because <laughs> he's from Victoria, I think. So it makes sense. But please don't. Um. <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's get into the last little bit here and... Take some questions and comments, Connor. I'm disappointed Casey DeSmith didn't get rewarded for his efforts. He should have started. Yes, Demko did play well, but Smith got a shutout again. Smith got a shutout against Minnesota. Play him more. I do think it was probably kind of given that um, it would have been Demko's game tonight, just because uh, the Canes are supposedly a better team. Um, let's see. So, Casey DeSmith currently has a 9.17 save percentage in nine games. He's, um, he's made 232 saves. Goals allowed on average is 0.20 more than Demko's is. Demko's a 0.916. Um, Casey DeSmith is a 5-2-1. Demko's 13-7-0. So, I do think, yes, I don't think running the goalie like that's a very Daryl Sutter move. I don't think that's a great thing for confidence, especially if if a goalie starts to lack confidence, we saw that at the beginning of last season. Yes, Demco was dealing with some other injury stuff, but, like at the same time, if you don't have that confidence, it's it's beneficial, not beneficial. It's essential to good goal heading is to be confident in what you're doing and if your backup is going in that we literally just just got from Montreal like just before the season started um if he's going in yes he's been a good backup yes he's been probably the best dem- backup for Demko that we've had um for you know his entire time in Vancouver at the same time I do worry about like I I it is good for load management don't get me wrong But, um, I think it is important that we don't overplay him, I guess. Not overplay him, but I do think he'll probably make another start, um, potentially next week. The Canucks, let me just see here. Play him more. I do think he's been played more than a lot of, uh, Canucks backup goaltenders, do, 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 do. Yeah, so next week we play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. I think he'll get one of those weekend games again. One's against the wild, once against the Blackhawks. Um He'll definitely have one of those games. Obviously, he got a shutout last night against the Wild. Um uh, the Blackhawks also aren't very good. You shouldn't just play your backup goaltender against the bad teams. I do think, let me just check what the Atlantic looks like right now. I think Demko will play against the Panthers. That makes the most sense. It's also Luongo night. Maybe Dismith starts against the Lightning, but I think that's also Demko's net too. It's an extra three days of rest. Uh, Would you give Hronik, fangirl says, would you give Hronik Hughes money considering we still possibly have to sign Petey? I'd give Hronik, um, I want to see, I have Kaepernle open, he is an RFA, his qualifying offer is 5.28, I think I'd give him 7, maybe. Yes, I understand we still have to sign PD, but we also do have a lot of money coming off the books, uh, yes, I know the buyout continues to kick in, I think we'd still have enough, I think we'd still have enough, Yeah. He's making 4.4 right now. His qualifying offer is 5.28. He's worth definitely more than that. Um, I think we re-sign him. And especially if we get deeper into the playoffs, um, I think Yeah, he's he'll be a big part of that. Um, not like exactly Hughes' money, because yeah, Hughes. Oh, Hughes is making 7.85, so maybe 6.5. Maybe six, like almost seven, around the seven mil mark for four or five years, I think. Because he's, he's 26, so yeah. I mean, uh, for years, Canucks wanted Barry. Why? Um, February 2020 was the last time the Canucks were 10 games above 500. Oh, oh they're, at the end of 2022... Oh, that was a time. Shadow Joshua. You mentioned the script being reset. Tonight, he was out at the end of the game to kill time. Yeah, he did a great job tonight. He's been great since the reset, I guess. Dakota Joshua is just a complete- He got the unsung hero uh, last year, but if it's not Sam Lafferty this year, I think it's Dakota Joshua's up there. Um, plane was a Dragon's Den person's plane. Oof. Thank God I'm not a Hurricanes fan. Oh, yeah. Imagine losing to- Edmonton, um, if it's, yeah, 1.5 or mil or less for, um, Barry, okay. Dismith is the first goalie for the Canucks in six years to get a out as a backup. That, yeah, just, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's wild. <laughs> um, yeah, cause I guess Spencer Martin didn't get one. Okay. Wow. Um, dismiss your play more, but you shouldn't run with your backup just because a good game. Yeah, exactly. You run with your backup too much and you get a Spencer Martin. No offense to that dude, but what's the deal with Kuzmeko? He looked so good last season. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Um, I, I think he's just, he needs to get back into the spin of things. Keep Dunko so fresh, but show confidence in him. Yeah, I think he starts the next two games and then maybe Dismiss starts to get against the Wild, but I'm not sure if they want to go for that strat because then it's like the same guy facing the same team. I don't know. Uh, Worry about the team in a few years. Trade the pixie can. Trade the picks along with the cap guys you can, cause honestly. It's it's go time. If you resign PD, it's go time. Resign the players you need to. Resign PD, resign Besser. Um trade Garland if you have to. Throw some picks in there. Sign Frontick. I don't care. You're moving forward. You're moving forward. We we're doing this. He had his Kozzi comfort- has had his confidence shot is my guess. He can't buy a goal. And he's not scared to shoot. Yeah, potentially. Pedersen for Stillinger in a first. No. No. Anders Nielsen was the last goalie as a backup. Don't you just mean, like, 2x Jacob Mergstrom? Myers is coming off the books. Extra five mil Exactly. I think Cole also comes off the books. Yeah, he doesn't... I don't think that will be looking to re-sign him because we'll probably be looking to go less than three mil and he probably doesn't want that. Um Hironex 7 to 7.5, yeah. I think he'll make a little bit and un- he'll make less than Quinn Hughes. Um for probably probably about four or five five four to six years, let's say. Um do the Canucks still have a sports psychologist? Oh, I'm not sure, but that is definitely something they should look into, considering there's been a lot of hockey players that have mentioned that. Um, in, you know, getting success-, success back. Notably, Nathan McKinnon, obviously. Um, did anyone else hear the ref tell a Canucks player to hold their sticks after it got slashed out of his hands? Ah! Why is it an automatic penalty when we do it, but when they do it, nah. Now, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Um, yeah, that's- that's funny. I love it when refs talk. Okay. The Smith being the first backup to get a shot in six years is a testament to how bad we have been for so long. Last resort, that is way too true, and that hurts a bit. That hurts a bit. Um. Last couple questions here, so get your comments in, and remember to like the stream. Like the stream. Like the stream. Uh, Jim Benning would make the trade, the Patterson for a cylinder and a first. I I don't doubt that he would, but I think he'd trade Patterson for glass. Um, Alex says, hey, how about Petey for five firsts and Fantilli? I hate that I'm considering it, but no. <laughs> Fatale is good, don't get me wrong, but I think Petterson I think he's a Canuck for a long time. Too many penalties. Yeah, being this often isn't good. I think that's, it was just this game too, because we've only taken four this season. Uh, yeah, we took one on the 24th, one on the 28th, and then two tonight. 24th and 28th of October. So they were very close in October. Not very close now. Um, yeah, let's get the likes up, people. Let's get the likes. Uh, we're nearing the end of the stream. I. Too many men. I think. Maybe they just need to take math class again. I don't know. I don't know. Why are we trading Pedersen all of a sudden? I don't. People were saying that we should trade him or we should sign him for like five for like four or five mil it it's been a wild week it's been a wild week in the canucks world um (laughs) we could it's we kind of lost the plot a bit with hockey because we were all paying attention to baseball uh now we're back to this and it just seems absurd that we would trade him With Kuzmiko struggling, does it make it harder to trade Garland because of a lack of scoring wingers? We came into this season with too many. Now it seems we need more. Oof. Oof. Trolling trades, that's the best. I love saying, like, stuff like that. Myers for Hedman. Like, that's just hilarious to me. I feel like it does make it harder to trade Garland, because Garland is effective. I do think Hoglander can kind of take his effectiveness away. Um... Yeah. Canucks fans are in a trolling mood, I guess. We're second in the Pacific. What more do you want from us? Yes, LA has four games on hand. We don't want to get into that. They lost in OT. That's all you need to know. Yeah, peas Canucks. Canuck. That's, yeah. Alright, friends. I think that's it for tonight. Um, thank you for liking thank you for joining me. Tonight, I've been Kaya May. You can find me at real May on Twitter, and Kaya just generally. Garland seems too hard to trade anyway due his cap it. Yeah, there'd have to be a pick attached to him. Um, thank you, J- G- J- G- I guess his name would be James. Thank you, James Benning. Who on our team? Besser, Hoglander, and Ilya. PDG, top six winger. Anyway. That's the end of the stream. Like, subscribe, comment, rate and review. I'm going to bed because I have a big, a big, a big, um, a big concert tomorrow. Dale? Uh... (laughs) Sorry, the trilogy tour is here and I'm, I am, uh, I'm a little bit too excited for that. Parker has you guys on Tuesday night when the Canucks face off against the Lightning, who are struggling? Question mark? I mean, they won tonight. They won. Or, not tonight. Do they even play tonight? Oh, where's my brain going? Um, yeah. They're, uh, they're not doing as good as they were, you know, when they won back-to-back Stanley Cops. But yeah, Parker has that game on Tuesday. Uh, Panthers, Luongo Night, Sam has that game on Thursday. And, Saturday we have a morning game puck drops at 11 a.m. and stay tuned for that game over because it will be a fun one. All right, good night everybody. Thank you for joining me. Bye.